I recently helped hundreds of people achieve more in a few months than they had the previous several years. And now I'm getting ready to open up another challenge where I want to help you do the same. Here is actually a short testimonial of someone who was in that challenge. This challenge was hands down the best thing I did all year. And I appreciate the time, energy, and heart that you put into it. My name is Dr. Benjamin Hardy. I'm an organizational psychologist and best-selling author of many books that have now sold millions of copies. Click the link down below and watch this free training where I will show you these frameworks on how you can achieve more in the next 90 days than you possibly have in the last five to 10 years. Click the link down below and watch the training before it goes away. Hello and welcome to the Be Your Future Self podcast. I'm Dr. Benjamin Hardy, author of Be Your Future Self Now. Be sure to visit futureself.com where you can get the one-page Future Self checklist as well as the full Future Self course and other amazing goodies. All of these are free at futureself.com. All you have to do is put your email in. You'll get an email with a bunch of amazing goodies, the one-page Future Self checklist, the full Future Self course, which will change your life, and other things such as the Peak State checklist and my ebook Slipstream Time Hacking, futureself.com. Let's go ahead and jump into this episode of the Be Your Future Self podcast. As a human being, none of us have innate potential. That's a false idea. None of us have innate potential. Instead, all of our potential is relative or flexible based on who we're in a relationship with. Now, this comes from a theory called the self-expansion model in psychology. And according to this theory, all of us have what's called potential efficacy. Our efficacy is our ability to produce results. So as an example, learning how to read or learning how to start a business or learning how to make money, these are all skills that we have, but it's all potential skills. And our potential is based on who we're in a relationship with. So let me give a simple, practical example. My wife and I adopted three kids from the foster system. Back when they were living with their biological parents before they got taken away, our kids had very limited potential because they didn't have resources to put towards their goals. Their parents weren't taking them to school. They weren't giving them attention. They were actually neglecting their kids because they were on drugs um, and they weren't getting taken to school. And that's why the state came and took them away. But in that context, our kids' potential as human beings was very limited. Their expectations for themselves was very limited. In a lot of ways, your expectations for what you can do or the vision you have for your future is based on who you're in a relationship with. In this case, when they were living with their biological parents, they didn't have much expectation to do anything with their lives because their parents had no expectation. Actually, in psychology, that's called the Pygmalion effect. The research shows that your expectations or your belief in yourself about what's possible is based on your leaders or based on your parents or based on your peers. And in this case, not only did they have a very capped potential or capped view of what they could do with their life because They just lived with what was normal. Their parents' view of what was normal was to not go to school, to not graduate, to live off the state. And so that was their view of what was normal. So not only is their projected view of the future limited by who they're in a relationship with, but also the resources they have to put towards goals. That's where, according to the self-expansion model, your efficacy as a person is based on the resources you have to put towards goals. And those resources come through your relationships. So in the case of my kids, they didn't have a lot of resources to put towards their goals because their parents didn't have very much resources to give them. Now, resources aren't just money. They're also knowledge, perspectives, the identities that you have, the belief systems you have. Um, they're all sorts of things, emotional support. Our kids did not have very much resources to put towards their goals, and so their potential efficacy or their ability to produce results was incredibly limited. When you change their context and you put their kids in my mine and my wife's care, and we're far from perfect parents and we are far from having unlimited resources but their potential efficacy as a person changed dramatically by being in a relationship with us now all of a sudden they had routines they had food 
They had after-school tutoring. We actually took them to school. We traveled the world. We showed them new experiences. And so because that they now had new a new level of resources to put towards goals, they expanded as a person. Their efficacy expanded. And that's really how our potential grows. Our potential is based on the resources we have towards our goals. And those resources come from other people. And those resources, again, could be knowledge. They could be perspectives, identities. They could be money. They could be networks. And so there was a, a research study recently that looked at what are the two diff- what are the different types of people that ultimately create self-expanding relationships? Now, the self-expansion model says that whenever you develop relationships with people, you develop relationships with people because of the potential for self-expansion. So if you want to get a mentor, for example, you want to get into a mentorship relationship because you believe that will expand you by getting the knowledge, the mental models, the belief systems, maybe the network, maybe the connections of a mentor. You can expand as a person. We all have a desire to expand and we all have a desire to grow. And according to one study, and I'll link to it down below, a study asked the question, what types of people are more likely to aggressively get into self-expansion relationships? Now, in psychology, motivation is often broken into two categories. One is approach and one is avoid. If you're approach-oriented, you're very clear in what you want, you define what you want, and then you, you approach that. And you're willing to take risks to approach your goals. Whereas if you're avoid-oriented, you often spend your energy avoiding what you don't want. So as an example, there's a lot of research on high hope versus low hope people. High hope people are really clear on their goals. They're willing to be flexible at finding better and better pathways to getting to their goals. They find media and study um, knowledge or like, let's just say, read books or watch videos that help them achieve their goals. Whereas avoid people, they're not flexible with their approach. If it doesn't work, like if they try to move forward towards their goal and they hit resistance, what they do is rather than learning and using that as feedback, they actually avoid the situation, avoid the hard moments, and actually then distract themselves. They distract themselves either with media or just getting themselves out there. And so low hope people are usually avoid oriented or avoid oriented people are usually low hope because they ultimately engage in behaviors that stop them from increasing their hope. So you want to be of so you want to be approach-oriented. You want to define what you want, and then you want to approach it. You want to be on offense rather than focusing so much on avoiding what you don't want. And what this study showed is, is that approach-oriented people are far more likely to engage in self-expanding relationships. Approach people are far more likely to identify relationships of mentors or people they want to be like and then learn how to develop relationships with those people. They're more likely to take risks. They're more likely to actually seek those relationships and expand as people. Now, here's where it gets really interesting. Dan Sullivan, the co-founder of Strategic Coach, has a model he calls the gap in the game. And this is a model about how to ultimately, first off, appreciate your progress being in the game rather than being in the gap, comparing yourself to others or wishing things were different. When you're in the game, not only do you appreciate your own progress, but you take your experiences and you transform them to clarify what you want. So this is part of the self-expansion model is ultimately clarifying what you want and then developing relationships that can expand you as a person and help you get there. By the way, this is a big aspect of deliberate practice. Deliberate practice is basically the psychology of expertise. And this is how you can become an expert in anything. And one of the core aspects of deliberate practice is ultimately developing the mental models or the belief systems or the views of the world of the people at the top of the field. So as an example, if you wanted to deliberately practice at tennis, you would ultimately want coaches or to learn from people who are at the top of that game who understand it. You want their mental model. You want their view of the world because if you can see the world from their perspective, you can then solve your problems better. So deliberate practice largely requires you to develop the mindset, the models, the the belief system of those who are at the top of the field. Now back to Dan Sullivan for a second and the gap in the game. 
life sometimes gives you experiences you don't want, or sometimes you end up making mistakes or failing or going through experiences, but those experiences can ultimately be gains if you use them to refine and clarify what you want. Because the more you can define what you want and then communicate it to other people, the more you can engage in self-expansion relationships, the more you can actually advance yourself as a person. You've got to first off define what you want and communicate what you want. So let me give a super practical example. For some reason or another, my wife and I have been really bad at finding a great accountant. We've gone through accountant after accountant after accountant, and we could easily be in the gap about that. When you're in the gap, you're just frustrated by what's happening. You're wishing things were different. And when you're in the gap, you're the victim. So instead of getting better because of your situations or because of your experiences, you become bitter. You think that life is happening to you rather than that life is happening for you. And so when you're in the gain, rather than being upset at what's happening, you actually just critically look at what's happening. It's called problem-solving focus in psychology. And you say, what can I learn from this? You take your experiences to ultimately refine and quantify what you do want. And that's what we were able to do recently. After having another bad accountant experience, we were able to sit and say, okay, clearly we need to learn from this. What actually do we want in an accountant? What do we really want? You've got to clearly define what you want and almost make your own rules or your own measurements of success. And that's what we did. We're like, okay, we want to find an accountant who's very good at communicating, who works with small business owners, who can meet with us at least once every three months to just make sure we're on track, who doesn't leave us in the dark, who gives us peace of mind. Like we laid out the measurements of success in that area. And then from there, we were able to go and find the accountant and then communicate that clearly. And we're able to find an amazing accountant. Now, the point of this is that you have to take your experiences and use them to define what you want. The more you can clearly define what you want, and this is the biggest challenge that most people have is that they're not clear in what they want and they haven't clearly specified what is the metrics of success. The more you can clarify the rules or the metrics of success and then communicate that, the more you can find those relationships that can expand you in the right ways. Once we clearly define, my, my wife and I, once we clearly defined the metrics of success for an accountant, then we were able to start communicating that. We were able to find an amazing accountant. And then from there, we were able to start the relationship from a clarity perspective. And one of the major reasons why people don't utilize relationships in a transformational way. So there's transformational relationships and there's transactional relationships. One of the reasons why most people's relationships are transactional or ultimately they fail, like they fail in divorce or they just don't work out, is because both parties don't come to the table with clear metrics of what they actually want from the relationship. And then from there, they can have a joint purpose at helping each other transform and get the results they want. So what Dan Sullivan calls this is that you've got to want what you want. You've got to clarify what you want and you've got to communicate what you want in order to attract the right types of people. Now, Dan clarified what he wanted after going through some hard experiences in 1978. And again, he's been coaching successful entrepreneurs for over 45 years. But in 1978, he went bankrupt and got divorced the same day. And it hurt so bad that it forced him to clarify what he wanted. He started journaling every day about what he wanted. And so you can use challenging experiences to clarify what you want. But the more you clarify and quantify what you want and then communicate it to others, the more you can approach the right types of people. It's that whole idea that when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. Well, part of what makes the student ready is, is that they've clarified what they've wanted, they've specified what they've wanted, and then they can communicate what they want in a very transparent manner, and then they can use that to create self-expansion relationships. And now another kind of built-on concept that Dan teaches is he, he teaches a concept called Always Be the Buyer. And by the way, down below are two free eBooks that Dan gives. One's Wanting What You Want, the other one's Always Be the Buyer. But Always Be the Buyer is such a powerful idea. Basically what Dan says is there are buyers and there are sellers. Now, if you're the seller, 
you can get rejected. Just as an example, if you're walking you know, through a car dealership, someone's trying to sell you a car. If you're the seller, you can get rejected. If you're the buyer, you actually can do the rejecting. And so you don't want to be the seller. You don't want to be someone who's desperately trying to get someone to buy your serve, you know, buy what you're offering. You want to be the buyer. You want to be someone who can reject others. And the only way that you can reject others is if you're really clear on what you want and clear on the metrics of success. If you're clear on what you want, then you can find the people you want to be in a relationship with. Sometimes, obviously, you will get rejected, which is fine. But the more you own what you want and the more you say, this is, this is my metric. For example, my wife and I finally became the buyers. We said, this is what we want in an accountant. And then we started reaching out to multiple accounts and we could reject the ones that ultimately couldn't provide what we wanted. So you got to clarify what you want and then you got to go be the buyer. Being the buyer means that you, you're the one who says yes or no to people, <laughs> whether they want to be in a relationship with you. And you ultimately choose the relationships that you want that are ultimately based on your criteria that will help you expand in the ways you want and you ultimately can ex- help them expand in the ways that they want. You can create very powerful, very transformational experiences. And also, this is just a powerful model of taking life, the experiences of life, and using them to learn. Life will give you lots of experiences. I have friends, for example, who have gone through so many tragedies. One of my great friends, Richie Norton, his, his brother-in-law died randomly, who was 21 years old in his sleep. His son, Richie Norton, and his, uh, and his wife, Natalie, their son died. Another son got hit by a car. Natalie, in her 30s, had a stroke and lost her memory. Luckily, she got that back. But like they've had just tragedy after tragedy after tragedy, but they've always been in the gain about those experiences. Rather than being in the gap and being upset and becoming bitter, they just used these experiences to become better. They also used these experiences to clarify what they want, to clarify their value system, And then ultimately to use that clarification, what they truly want to live the life according to much more powerful rules. Just as an example, Richie talks about how because of the tragedies he's gone through, he now realizes he could die any day. And so he doesn't procrastinate taking big, bold action towards his goals. He also lives his life as an entrepreneur from his cell phone in Hawaii because he set up his life that way because he just wants to live his life a certain way. He wants to have time, location, freedom. And so his hard experiences helped him truly clarify what he wanted. And he used that new clarification to be the buyer for how he spends his time, for who he engages in relationships with, for the type of money he he makes. So all of this is to say, as a person, your potential is flexible. It's flexible based on who you engage in relationships with. When you engage in transformational relationships with people, you actually you expand as a person because you get the other person's resources. When you engage in a mentorship or when you hire a coach or when you develop a collaboration, you get their resources to some degree. You get their resources in terms of knowledge, their identity, their perspectives, their mental models, their skills, maybe their capital, um, their network. When you engage in relationships, you expand as a person, but you also expand other people through your knowledge, skills, relationships, maybe money or emotional support. And so you expand as a person and your potential to create results is based on the relationships you're in. If you're an approach-oriented person, you take your experiences in life, good and bad, to refine what you want. That's being in the gain, as Dan would say. And as you clarify, refine, and quantify what you want, then as you get better at communicating that, and then using that to approach the relationships that will help you expand in desired ways, and obviously you could help them expand in desired ways, you can create transformational relationships and you can make quantum leaps as a person. You can expand as a person and then you can start to get really thoughtful and creative about what are the types of relationships that I want that will expand me or that I can help them expand in the most powerful ways. This is how you expand dramatically as a person. This is how you make quantum leaps as a person. This is how you ultimately engage in transformational relationships.
It all comes down to clarifying what you want, using your experiences to continually hone and refine what you want, being able to communicate that to others, and then aggressively approaching your future self through relationships, through transformational relationships. So that's why I absolutely love this research on self-expansion model and approach versus avoid motivation. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Be Your Future Self podcast. I'm Dr. Benjamin Hardy, author of Be Your Future Self Now. Be sure to go to futureself.com, put your email in and get immediate access to all the goodies. The one page future self cheat sheet, which I recommend you print and put somewhere close by so that you can reference it. The full future self course and other goodies such as my peak state checklist, which has been downloaded almost a million times and my ebook slipstream time hacking. Go to futureself.com, get those free goodies. And until next time, be your future self now. Talk to you soon.